foggy. He told her again and again, they will come and look at that tree and have to wonder. I bet they'll bet Jesus took me down. They won't come looking for me now, not with the power of God in me. He thanked my grandparents with a railroad watch, a tin of excellent snuff, and an easy life charm he pulled off a greasy thin chain around his ankle. The charm, he said, was the hind foot of a white graveyard rabbit caught at midnight under the full moon by a cross-eyed Negro woman who had been married seven times. He then walked around this part of the state for the rest of his life with a thick scar around his throat, singing my grandmother's praises. He talked his salvation into legend. My mother's family didn't arrive poor in Wake County. My grandmother's savings, as well as the stock she inherited from a wealthy landowner whom she once treated for syphilis, made her a woman of surprisingly comfortable means. But because she lacked the social position commensurate with her robust financial portfolio, she couldn't live in the surroundings she deserved. Instead, she purchased the best house in the Bill Street area, the worst part of town. My mother always approved of this, saying, if we had moved where my mother could very easily have afforded, nobody would have played with me. Daddy would have had nobody to drink with, and she would have had to suffer notes on the door telling her she couldn't plant that much bloodroot and sassafras in the front yard. My grandmother soon created suspicion within the neighborhood anyway. She woke up one morning to find a petition nailed to her front door. It read, The radio caused it, so get rid of it. Ten neighbors actually signed the petition, or rather, six signed and four X'd. The week before, she had acquired a radio, which ran off a low wire strung across the backyard, and that weekend a tornado touched down and leveled a row of shotgun houses. It reduced many people with next to nothing to nothing. And then somebody must have asked the question, what spoilt the sky? I imagine somebody recalling the wires stretched across the new family's yard and thus the petition. My grandmother solved this matter by inviting people into the house one evening to listen to her radio. And while they were there, she removed warts, cut out bunions, mixed laxatives, and applied a salt and soda swab to a hideous case of pyorrhea. My grandfather delighted the men in the crowd with samples of Pasquatank moonshine and empty promises that there was plenty more where that came from. By 10 o'clock, my grandmother was having to push a host of new loyal patients out the door, along with their inebriated husbands and my mother's sleepy new playmates. My grandfather scrounged around for work. Finally, he took a job he loathed, saying it was thoroughly beneath his dignity. The longer he worked this contemptible job, the more dignity he imagined he'd lost. He was, for want of a better term, a gopher for a blacksmith. He wasn't allowed to shoe the horses, just tote the ashes. As he became more and more frustrated with his life, he became, understandably, more and more unbearable. My grandmother secretly withdrew her affection and offered more of herself to caring for my mother and her patients.
She developed a fantastic trade with sick people coming forth like the loaves and the fishes, putting one real doctor in such danger of losing his patience that he sent her a nice note and a ten-dollar bill. This only encouraged her. As time passed, my grandparents had less and less to say to each other. There was no fighting. Since they couldn't find anything between them they cared enough to fight about, and after just two years in Wake County, they were at the point of completely wordless meals, wordless evenings, wordless Sundays. My grandfather was destined to leave this sort of situation, so he left. He left the way sad men leave. He did not come home from work. How did my grandmother react when her husband let his supper get cold? She let his dishes sit at his place overnight, and then the next morning she threw them in the sink and broke them every one, yelling to hell with him. My grandmother had no friends or acquaintances.